This is Ralph Steele. My name is Ralph. I was born in Pawleys Island, South Carolina. Blacks and whites were separated, and that was my world. In the 1950s, the rift between blacks and whites in America was strong. And as a boy, it touched Ralph's world in a horrible way. My dad was murdered by the Ku Klux Klan. He was 27 and I was five at the time. And since then, my mom really never liked the island. To escape the memories, Ralph's mother moved the family around to California and then to Kansas City. His senior year in high school in 1968 on April 4th, Ralph was mourning the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. That day of his assassination, several hundred people just ended up at the park, and we were standing around in a quiet, sad way. And then the police, they shot gas containers into the crowd. And boy, yeah, it worked. They dispersed us. The crowd just went nuts. And all of a sudden, I heard all this glass behind me and this van drove up as a police van and the doors just opened up and he said, all right, all you get in this van. I just ran. I just ran because I didn't do anything wrong. And I hid under uh, El Dorado Cadillac. My heart was pounding so hard. I saw this policeman boots was just walking around looking for me. I just stayed there for a long time because I went to sleep under that car. It took Ralph four days to get home through the chaos of the riots. And when he did make it, he knew one thing. The Vietnam War was raging, but the main thing that was on my head was to get away from the racism, from being killed. I needed to get out of Kansas City, and so I volunteered to go in the military. I was in Vietnam. In Vietnam, Ralph volunteered as a door gunner on a helicopter, and day after day unleashed a mind-numbing barrage of bullets. One of the most sad missions that I ever had was the spraying of Agent Orange. It kills everything. Everything is dead, ghost-like. It was all gray. After the military, I began to get into meditation. It was helping me with my PTSD. That was my serious stress management, going to these retreats for 10 days at a time. And of course, of 100 people, I was the only person of color. While Ralph found some solace and healing at these spiritual retreats, he still came face to face with racism. One guy said, if people of color start coming here, I don't think I can continue to come here again. So it was to let you know, just because people meditate and practice, that doesn't mean racism or indifferences is not there. Even as Ralph took robes and became a monk, he felt an uneasiness with the culture. Then, one day, standing on the banks of an Alaskan river, he heard the call. As the light began to come up, it was at least 50 eagles. And in that moment, this revelation happened of, Ralph, you know, you've been doing this practice. Why don't you just go to where the nectar is and study with the masters? I got it. To get to the nectar, the juice, the soul of the practice, he knew he had to leave America. I first went to Burma, and they said, come on in here, brother, come on in here. We're going to have to teach you something. The practice was intense, 18 hours a day of meditation. You're way beyond pleasure and pain. Besides the practice, he found comfort in the fact that the skin color of the Burmese monks was even darker than his own. 
And so I was a monk among a thousand monks. I'm not a black person. I'm not Ralph. I'm not an I. We in a whole different zone. From there, he moved deeper and deeper on a path that eventually led to a monastery in the heart of the jungle. That was where I wrote death. Where you sleep is the size of a queen-size bed. It's made of bamboo, four feet off the ground, no walls. So you are really part of the woods. And at nighttime, you hear these things. Boom! Wild elephants and tigers, vipers, cobras. You go with your imagination and you hear it walking towards you. Boom, 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 boom. And your heart's going boom, 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 boom. You can hear these things breathe. You realize if you're on somebody's dinner plate, you're on their plate. And you feel them as they walk right by you. And so you totally surrender. And you just one breath between the breath at a time. That's it. One day, as he and the other monks convened to practice together, they were honored by the presence of a high monk. And I didn't know what was going on, and the wind was blowing, blowing so hard, we had to hold our robes down. And then I turned around, the wind just slowly stopped, and here he came. He stepped out, and he started talking, and you could see through his body. In that moment, Ralph knew this was where he was supposed to be, the source of the nectar, the juice that he had been seeking. The juice was so thick. I saw that same juice that I saw in the church when I was a kid. I said, wow, it was thick, thick. Big thanks to Ralph Steele for sharing his story. That story was produced by Mark Ristich and Rita Daniels. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.